gentlemen, welcome back. Alex, you're here. Busy yeah. as always, though. Daniel, you're back from Alberta. Mm-hmm. How are we? Have, we? we? We're good. We have reassembled. Exactly. We are once we. I was about to say with the Avenger, we did that a few weeks ago. We so. are. Uh, we have let justice unite. <laughs> yeah, dude, Mike eased his way in and tried to take over, like I don't know, Ultron did to Jarvis, and then we kicked him out. Except our journey is more entertaining than uh, what, what was the name? What was that movie? Age of Ultron. Not a yeah. good movie. Absolutely. I tried. I tried my best to like it. Yeah, it's like they wasted Quicksilver, and then it was just a mess. It just it did not work. No, I did like one part of it before we get to hockey. Is yeah. and I actually use this as a good philosophy in my life. Mm-hmm. When Vision is fully created, yeah, from Jarvis's voice, and then um, they ask him, "What side are you on?" I think it was Thor or Captain America. He's like, "What side are you on?" He's like, "I'm on the side of life." I'm like, that's, "Yeah, that's that a is Captain, a good one. That's a that's a Captain America question." And he'd be like, I like that. He'd be like, we don't, so, yeah, I, I love it. I love it. Um, a bit of a serious note to open the show on, though. Uh, we want to give as much condolences, best wishes to everyone in Texas right now, especially those affected by the school shooting. Um, guys, I've been on this earth for 22 years. Um, never once have I ever felt the need to have a gun. Um I just wanted to really give a shout out to Steve Kerr, obviously head coach of the Golden State Warriors before game four yesterday. They had a very good press conference, basically putting aside the game. Uh, and and a big theme yesterday was what, what are we doing? Or a lot in the States was that. Um, you look at the numbers worldwide and just what it's like in the States. Um, and the fact that it, it's it's not just student it, it's kids it what were some of the ones of third fourth grade those are those are kids Literally. Uh, such a such a, a waste of life I, I i i don't get how there isn't change in the states i don't get how people can continue 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 to say we need we need more guns are some people's thing it's the people behind no how are there not regulations in place i don't get the fascination when kids are getting murdered and it's not even rare anymore there. I don't get it. I, I don't get it. Yeah, no, it's, I'm, uh, it was rough. Like it's always rough. I hate talking about these things, but I mean, again, like you have to, I think that's the, um, that's the field. I think all three of us want Mm -hmm. to get in and, know we've been talking about it for how many years or we not specifically we but we've i think this has been a discussion for i can't even tell you uh, too long too long biden was like vice president i think is when it was really really getting talked about in the mainstream media 2008 yeah around there yeah yeah no it's 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 uh i don't even know what word i could use that would i wouldn't have to bleep uh bleep out like that's that's it's come on it's just the thing i can't get over right is you you, i was talking to my mom about this um you know she as a one time was a police officer right uh excuse the dogs if you can hear them going nuts right now but um you know the thing of 
in some scenarios, they let the kids out to school one at a time, right? And what it must be like as a parent, and your the crowd is getting smaller and smaller, and what it must be like in the moment where you realize, because I'm sure like a lot of people have phones a lot more than when we were probably that young, but still, the worry there, I I can't put into words just how horrifying that must be for those parents and those those just those families. Yeah, I, I saw a I saw it on Twitter and I wish I could find it and I tried. I couldn't find it. But um essentially the analogy was about I believe we're going back to Sandy Hook and they were talking about um you know since then what has changed. And the only thing that has really changed since then is that we've taught kids how to hide and deal with a situation like this and we've solely done it well they i guess it they were talking about the u.s i i can't really talk for canada because i'm not 100 percent sure but the the what the tweet was talking about was since then all we've done is taught kids how to protect themselves yet that protection doesn't really work because you you're also teaching the people who are going to like who are going to kill these kids, how to work around that plan. Right. I don't know. Like it's, it's, I don't know. The shooter was 18. So I remember the, the elementary school I went to, for example, the bathrooms didn't have doors. They were like core. And that, that, you know, if you've ever been like a, I'm just any sort of, I don't think Ryerson and the RCC, like those bathrooms don't have doors. You just kind of walk in. Like there's a I think some do, but you know, it's some of them are just sort of empty space, like long right. hallways. Right. Or a classroom is a square. I saw this tweet. It was like a teacher saying to like one of their, the kids saying, you know, there's three good hiding spots and they go like that. And then where are they supposed to go? It's just, I, 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 and you see some senators saying some, some stuff and, and so I, I just, oh, I, can't, I can't, I can't, I can't with them. It's, you, you it's know, insane. So we, we talk about it with like, when we talk about hockey and stuff like that, we have that discussion of, I just, I can't take, when we're talking about serious topics, I can't take the Gary Bettmans. I can't take the Bill Dailies. I can't take, I'll, I'll even say most general managers. I can't take them seriously. Um, and, and, it's the same here, man. Like, cool. Send your tweet out, do whatever, but you're not doing anything. Like it's like when the NHL does their, I don't know, their black history month, but then the 11 months out of the year, you had like, they don't do anything despite having a lot of the, the BIPOC who are in the league have extremely interesting stories but you're not you're 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 picking one month to talk about them, or you're picking two months out of the years to talk about them. It's similar to that is the point I'm making. So I'm, I didn't want to get off track. Yeah. I just I can't take the tweet seriously. Nor did I. Nor did I before this. But I can't take it seriously when you're doing it on a day like yesterday or today. Um, I'll, sh- I'll throw it to Daniel here in a second because I think yeah, we have still your Dan. Sorry about that. But when Steve Kerr said he's sick of coming up to the podium and giving his condolences and that, you do it out of respect for obvious reasons. But no one wants to keep talking about people losing their families. And again, I, I'm sorry to keep reading, but they were 
They were kids. Kids. Fourth grade? They're kids, damn it. Go ahead, Daniel. Sorry, we've 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 just sort of been all over this. No, it's okay. Um, you know, perfectly valid points for everything you guys have said that I'm I am tired of these 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 PR type of messages where you know it's posted there and then it's just it's like something that's gonna just go in the distance that we're not gonna really bring it up again, especially from people who I think that they have the power to change policy. Um and and then something that like it did really hit me too with all of this social media coverage on everything is we go even further back to the Columbine shootings yep. in like the 2000s. And then a lot of the survivors there, they have kids who are in elementary school now too. And many of them, and I apologize that I did not, I did not uh, remember the names, but many of them were even tweeting out that for them, like, and having that memory of what they went through now having to bring their own kids into school thinking like, is this really like the last time I'm going to see them eat breakfast? I'm the last time I'm going to bring them to the bus stop. I'm the last time I'm actually going to see them like on my way, like towards work. Like, is this something that has to be like, why is this a norm right now? And why is it something that we've had so many years of this going on that yes, the condolences are nice. You know, that's, that is a sign of respect, but like actual change, um, I know Joe Biden did tweet a lot about this, but I, I don't know. Like every time something like this happens, and there are multiple shootings every year in schools in the U.S. That I just I know I don't buy it. I just I just don't like when he goes on these bold statements and says things have to change. It's just OK, Joe, what are we going to do? Buddy, you're in charge. At some point. Sir, go ahead. Al. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say the. I think Daniel, like you brought up the the survivors from past school shootings, and I think that's an. Um, that's a very important part to not just, I think this problem, but there's other problems too, when it comes to mental health. And, you know, I think obviously that's a big discussion in sport and, and people like to brush it off in sports because they make millions of dollars, which is BS to begin with, but um, they're living with that for the rest of their lives, whether you like it or not, whether you agree with it or not, they are living with that uh, for the rest of their lives. And I hope the help is, is available to them to talk it through, to, to, to actually, uh, to actually talk it through, not to go see someone and they'll just be prescribed something to talk it through and figure it out because I can't even imagine the distress someone is constantly going through after dealing with something like that. And then was an old tweet from a governor saying, Oh, Hey, Texas, we're the second highest buying state for firearms behind California. Pick it up. Something else I was thinking of just now is obviously the past couple of years, it's we've had kids out of schools because of COVID, mm-hmm. you know, and, and the thing of having them back there, you know, another sort of thing of mental health. Um, and we're only now the past few months are we starting to get, well, sorry, like, obviously the U.S. has been a bit different, mm-hmm. but you start, I'm, I'm thinking of the Canadian mindset, but obviously it's a lot different, but still even there were times where they were out of school, they go back to get to some sort of thing of normalcy. But then it's, it's, it's again, the shootings are becoming normal. 
Like, how could I can't fathom going to school and being scared for my life? That is just I, I, I can't. There has to, as as the that that I forget who it, exactly it was. I think it was one of the senators the day of the shooting saying, "What are we doing here?" And he kept repeating, "What are what are we doing?" Um, it's it's um it's it's difficult, man. Uh, it is, I, as we always say, it's a difficult turn to make to then talk about hockey. Um, but it was this was too important to not talk about. Um, it it just was. So again, even if our best wishes aren't going to bring those kids back, we still want to say that we just freaking hope that people can get the help they need here. Um, Cause it's, it's, it's waking up and you start seeing all the pictures of the kids and the, and the teachers too. We forgot about the teachers. It's mm-hmm. yeah. It, yeah. If, if that doesn't make you think that needs to be changed, then you, th- th- look at yourself in the mirror. Ridiculous. Um, okay. Let's go to the, let's talk about the NHL. Let's talk about the playoffs guys. Um, and and for, uh, one of the series hasn't been that great either to talk about because there is some good stuff here, but it's also rough because Nazem Kadri has had, uh, I got to think, a roller coaster of a week. Um, after him and Jordan Bennington. After the crybaby? After Jordan freaking, yeah. Mr. Deletes all his racist tweets while his team is getting lit up by the guy he threw a water bottle at. Um, deletes all those tweets, Jordan. So last episode with Mike, I mentioned that there were the tweets, but I hadn't seen them. Since that episode, and that's why at the time I was saying I really, I was being careful because I hadn't seen them, right? Since then, I have seen those tweets, um, and a lot of them are towards Nazem Kadri's ethnicity. They, sorry, they weren't directed exactly to Nazem Kadri, but they were towards, you know, brown people, uh, which is, uh, it, I can't do it. Before we get to the game itself, because first off, Kadri was a rock star. We're going to talk about that. I, I like probably Jared Bednar. I'm so proud of Nazem Kadri. But so after Kadri and, and Bennington come, come together, after I think it was Callie Rosen was the one who actually puts Kadri in and took out Bennington. Um, you know, in that post game, we talked about Mike and I, you know, the water bottle gets thrown and all that. And as a result, uh, we've seen more and more of, of stuff coming out of Kadri getting death threats racial slurs towards him. His wife even puts out some of the messages he was getting. And some of those people are actually, I think one of them was a member of like a, um, a fraternity or something, and they got kicked out of it. Those people are starting to get the consequences dealt to them, which they deserved it, by the way. Um, Craig Berube originally, when asked about what was happening with Kadri, had no comment. Today, he finally came out with his response. The first thing he said before saying, I'm sorry to Nazem Kadri for what's happening to him was I don't have social media, which remember when mm. Adeline Vigneault in the bubble was like, ah, I don't read the news. So I don't know what's happening about George Floyd in that right now. Don't believe you. No, not at all. Don't believe so, Where can here, I, here's the thing. Sorry, just start? One thing before I throw it to hear Alex, let's just say for argument's sake, he didn't know. What are your PR staff doing to not tell you and have something prepared? Literally, 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 literally. You know the sport you're in. You know the sport you're in. Mm -hmm. It. You don't even have to know the sport you're in. Just go on social media. 
<laughs> someone's going to tell you. I again, similar with Alain Vigneault. I highly doubt you didn't know. You just ch- you chose not to say anything, and you're gonna get it. I don't. Seventy two hours later, huh? All like the question included that there were. What did the question that he was asked not include? That there were threats, or did I misunderstand the question? I'll go and double check, but I'm pretty sure there was a sort of. I don't think the original question mentioned race, but I do think there. I'll double okay, check. But, okay, so let's fine. Imagine they didn't say race in them, but there were threats toward Nazem Kadri. You, as a coach, I feel should say we do not condone that. I don't think that's completely uncalled for. I think that's 10,000% fair to say we do not condone threats to other players' teams. I don't care if it's the playoffs. I don't. I really, 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 really do not. Because this, that in this particular case, race, racial threats or not, whether they're, th- they're threats, that goes beyond the sport. Like, it's so simple. It's so simple. You had to say one line, and we wouldn't even be mentioning Craig Berube's name on this podcast. I swear to God, we wouldn't even be mentioning the name um, Craig Berube. Just to, I'm going to quickly lower the volume of my computer so I can double-check and listen to the clip to see exactly what Berube's asked. So just go ahead, Dan. Yeah. Um, it's taken a weird turn with this series on what's going on with Nazim Kadri and Again, like we talk about PR, we talk about all the other NHL guys that have kind of just, it, it's like they say something without saying something. And I think Greg Bure is just doing that. And honestly, like it's, it's just been a bit, bit of a disappointing thing because he is a point of authority that could just, could have said just something, something at this point, because it's just another drag on things. I think that now it's exacerbating a lot of the other stuff that's going on. Like for me personally, and I've said it before on the show, I've, I used to be a David Perron fan and I've lost a ton of respect for him. And I think now we see Greg Berube's comments on things. is just another thing where like, there's just this collective dismissive thing on the side of the blues Mm -hmm. that it's not going to change that. Like for me, um, I was already had Colorado winning it. Right. You know, quite easily with Jordan Bimington in net. But now I just, I absolutely hope Colorado finishes it soon. I don't uh, know. What are your thoughts? It was, uh, yeah, there was no thing of race, but it was, the question was, what are your thoughts about the, the threats towards Kadri? So, but, but still like Craig, what are we, what are we doing here? Where are the PR staff? Okay. You're, you're telling me that the social media admin weren't seeing, wasn't seeing that. I'm not saying the PR, I'm not saying the Twitter oh. person has to go to Craig Berube, but how did, was that not communicated within the organization? I'm not sure. Um, Daniel, you brought up David Perron there and that that's, oh. that's an interesting one. Um, Loser. Was there a quote or um, did he have a quote or was it just what happened during the game? Did mm-hmm. I miss it? Was there a, also a quote that I missed from David Perron or was it just the stuff? It was just stuff in, in the game, game that happens multiple I, I, times. You know, yeah. you know what? I'm a little behind on some of this stuff. So I just wanted to make sure I didn't miss anything. 
Here's what I have to say to David Perron. You do you, brother. Don't ever forget, you guys went after Nazem Kadri and you lost yourselves the game. And we'll get to Calgary later because I think they also lost themselves the game by doing this a similar thing. Um, remember that. Remember, you guys went after Nazem Kadri and you paid the consequences. So, when you focus on one player, you're going to get yourself screwed. So just because I because I muted Daniel halfway through his point. Um, mm-hmm. Just so the Perron stuff. Uh, sorry if I'm repeating what Daniel says here. So him and I believe Pavel Butznevich in the same place for the double team Nas, including a cross check, which I believe Perron was then fined for. Um, leads to a five on three to the Colorado Avalanche. Right as the it expires, though the Avs convert. That's Kazim, uh, Nazem Kadri scoring, by the way. Um, one of the three goals he scored against uh, St. Louis in St. Louis, by the way, which was just lovely to see. Um, and afterwards, David Perron, as he's getting out of the box, tries to fly by and hit Kadri. Luckily, Kadri avoids it, uh, which gutless, absolutely gutless from, from Perron. And you know what's funny? Last episode, I forgot to mention it with Mike. I was going to say, man, is David Perron like the most underrated player of the last five years? And I'm, luck- I'm happy I didn't do that. I'm thrilled that I didn't do that. Because he's been good, but he's guess been what? Been Lost a lot of respect for him, Mike. Like- he was like one of those underage guys I wanted to cheer for that. You know, the numbers eventually came later in his career. And no, I don't like it. It's, it's, listen, he's not Bennington in this situation. He's not Barube, but it, it's still just, he's got a bit of stank attached to it because of everything going on in St. Louis. So I'll say mm-hmm. that, but it's still like, it's petty. And the worst thing is if you're a teammate, is it costs them the game. You know what I mean? Is, is that insurance more or that? And, and Kadri was just on such a mission. Uh, what? Go ahead. Go no, ahead. I was just going to say I wanted to point out a positive note from all of this. Yep. Shout out Nazem Kadri. Yeah. I know. I know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but I mean, I've said some things about Nazem Kadri on this podcast, bad, good, and and bad, but I, I think he's handled this like a champ. I think this... Uh, I think this is a huge sign of uh, maturity for mm-hmm. him. And and I think if you even go back pre uh, suspect Toronto suspension days, I think obviously it was talked about that there was some things, go- bad things behind the scenes. And to be honest, I don't really think being a part of the Leafs pre Shanahan was, would do you any good to be honest. I thought that that was a nightmare uh, scenario for him but like mm-hmm. man like good for him like he's just killed it going he's to really oh no go ahead daniel sorry yeah sorry. i think it just yeah he's been able to overcome a lot of these things that that's been really thrown at him and again like you know he was brought in to colorado as a secondary scorer but like you know amidst the ratinins the, the mckinnons the landis cogs and for him to explode like that in the game, that was probably one of the that's probably one of the best moments for me right now in the playoffs. You know, uh, you look at going back to the first round. Nashville tried to push his buttons this series uh, in that scrum when Perron went after him. Kadri a couple of years ago would have swung back, mm-hmm. and we wouldn't see him for the rest of the playoffs. Guarantee we wouldn't have seen him. Um, but maturity is, is the perfect word to use there, Alex. You, you, you stole the words right out of my mouth there. Um, he, I, 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 listen, it's no secret. I am rooting for the abs to win the cup. 
I have a deep love for that team. And, you know, Kadri at the beginning of the year when Nick McKinnon was in and out of COVID and, 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 and injury really stepped up and really showed what he was made of. Um, so, like, the most – sort of the best production we've seen since his Leaf days, or especially that lockout shortened season that, as Daniel reminded us uh, last, up, last time you were on the show, uh, nearly point per game there. And then he comes and has this fantastic year. Um, and in a series where guys like Kale McCarr and Nathan McKinnon have been shut down uh, a good bit to the Blues' credit, um, Nas has just stepped up. And the celebration of I can't hear you. Mm. So I complimented Ron McLean last episode with Mike about how he called out Chris Lee, right? I was surprised you did that. Yeah. <laughs> and now I'm just going to rip Ron McLean again. I did not see this. Uh, until I saw a quote tweeted by someone. Ron McClain apparently didn't like that Nazem Kadri did the can you hear me celebration. Okay. Really? <laughs> really? Adam, uh, Adam, I'll do you one better. I'm going to pull out this tweet right now. Oh, God. Please, no. <laughs> I can't just, stand it. Just guess, just guess who it's from. Uh, Steve Simmons? No. Since uh, 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 Zero? I, surprisingly not. Tim uh, Peel. Tim oh, Peel. Yeah. Oh my god! Tim what a freaking loser! Please read this. I'm not sure why the vitriol today. This was on May 22nd. I'm not sure why the vitriol today. Nazem Kadri has been suspended six times in his career, and three of those in the playoffs. One of the reasons he was shipped out Toronto because he couldn't control himself and hurt his team every playoffs. But that isn't the tweet I was looking for. I was about to say, Alex, that's not even the worst one. Where is this tweet? He spelled Nazim wrong as well. He did. (laughs) So first off, he tweeted the picture of the turtle referring to Kadri. And then Alex will find the tweet here. Oh, my God. What an actual I I almost lost it. I think Will retweeted it. So I'm going to... I'm going to see if I can find it. I'm going to have to go through. Oh, he deleted it. So so I think he to paraphrase it. it, it was something along the lines of Kadri calling out Barube was indicative of how he was selfish and why he got sent out of Toronto. So, And it's funny he mentions the suspension in that not deleted tweet. Um, I'm sure if you look up like Tim Peel on on like Twitter, like just the search engine, it, someone definitely screenshotted it. But I think it was some of the lines of he was calling Kadri selfish or calling out Barube, which was I, like, I, like I, what about yeah. the racism? I, I want to read. I, I want to read uh, Will Baldwin's tweet because I think it, it's a friend good of the point. show. Friend Love of the Will. show. It's a good point. Uh, th- this these are the people who decide how NHL rules are controlled on the ice. Yeah. And then we still have people surprised. It's a total joke. How bad it is. I'd like to add on to that tweet that, Hey guys, do you know where, where Tim Peel's working right now? The media. He's con- say, isn't he like daily face off or something? Part of daily face off. Not yep. only are they controlling the what's going on on the ice, but they're controlling the narrative in the media. And for those who do not remember, Tim Peel was the guy who got caught on the hot mic looking to give Nashville a penalty because game management. He was he was cut. He was let go. He was fired for it. He got sent home. So, yeah, Tim Peel. Don't oh, even get me goodness. started. Like I'm gonna, I could just lose it. Not a credible voice. It's it, it just like it's it's just it's it's just so stupid. Like, is there a tweet where he's like, "Hey, Nas, racism's lame." 
Is there anything like that? I don't I, think so. I don't, I'm checking right now. I don't. Yeah, please see if there's any sort of, you know, hey, Nas, sorry you got it, death threats and it's your family just, did. Like, it, it's, it's sometimes the lack of context in everything is just pure, like, pure stupidity i feel like it's sometimes like i just want to run my head through a wall with the lack of context anyone's providing on anything nowadays compare what we've seen from tim peel here compare Mm -hmm. what we've seen from craig barube being so late and maybe i'm comparing two big extremes here but you compare that and you see what steve kerr said about the shootings and i'm like the difference in these leagues and the people who are in these positions of power is so jarring. You only know I mean? Yeah. So actually, I, I was thinking about that too. And th- th- I'm going to put it like this. The NBA is the, is culture is literally culture. So mm-hmm. right. Like, when something happens, they're asked about it because they are culture. But it's just the the NHL doesn't the NHL doesn't care. I it, I don't agree with it. I'm just the NHL isn't culture. Do you see that they may be expanding to Seattle and Vegas? By the way, the NBA. Oh wow! Mm-hmm. No, I did not see that. Yeah, I saw Will. Uh, I saw Will. The Sonics are back. I don't know. Are I wonder back? how long. I wonder if that puts pressure on the Kraken. By the way. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. A hundred percent. Or to get uh, good. Or yeah, yeah. So it, that'll that'll be interesting to see what uh, what happens there. Uh, so the Avs can close tonight. We're all rooting for them. Mm-hmm. Like let's let's be honest, we're rooting for them in home at Ball Arena. I miss that it used to be the Pepsi Center. Yeah, same here. Oh my gosh, Love that's it. an amazing name. Center. Miss is that what uh what Rico's called now? Uh, Coca Cola. Coca Cola. Let's Rico Coliseum was a good name, and then it was Coca Cola. It should be the Brio Coliseum. Everyone still calls it Rico, though, literally. Yeah, well, because it, it's a better name. Now, listen, mm-hmm. I know I just, I'm saying that Pepsi Center was a good name. I am a Pepsi fan. All, all of yeah, okay. it. It's just Pepsi is a nice word to say. Pepsi. Pepsi. Sponsors of Back to the Future. Exactly. Great movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's because we've seen it. Yeah, great. Good stuff. Uh, good stuff. Okay. For the first time this season, the Florida Panthers got shut out. Problem is, it was game four when they were down 3 nothing. After allegedly, now we're just, we'll get to the, the strip club thing in a minute. Oh, my God. Um, I, I can't believe this. Okay, I'm going to read you guys uh, a graphic that I saw. Um, hold is on. Is it the graphic um, that I think it is? Oh, it, it's going to be. Uh, from, again, Ava Tarrant on Twitter, my favorite Twitter follow. She puts up an NHL TNT graphic here. Uh, Andre Vasilevsky could, she says, Andre Vasilevsky could rip apart Adams with his bare hands in series clinching games. And here it is. These are, these are, mythical is a word I like to use when talking about extreme stats. This is beyond that. This is, I never thought I would see numbers like this in my entire life. Big game, big cat. Last seven series clinching games for Andre Vasilevsky. Shots against 200. Save percentage, 995. Wow. Goals against average 0.14. Six shutouts. Can, can, I, can I say it? Can I say it? Yeah, can I go say ahead. It? Yeah, go ahead and say it. Andre Vasilevsky. 
is the best goalie in the world. Igor Shosturkin is going to win the Vesna this year. Igor yeah. Shosturkin is going to win the Vesna this year. Yep. Andre Vasilevsky is the the best goalie in the world. He is. Um, I feels wrong complimenting he, him. He could re- even can, I can't. Can I? Can I? So I don't know if this is controversial enough, but I was having some. I was talking with someone the other day, and and I said to them, if Andre Vasilevsky retired right now. I would still put him as a first ballot Hall of Famer. That's how good I think. People he is. were saying yeah. that. That's how good I think. He's what twenty seven right that's now. That's how yeah. good I think he is. He is so clutch. He's ridiculous. <laughs> okay, hold on, hold on. Let's let's look at his. He's twenty seven, right? I want everyone in Toronto to take their words back. You silly, silly so, people. Do, do you guys remember who Detroit traded uh, that first round pick that became Vasilevsky? Kyle forward? Quincy. I always mention this for Kyle Quincy. It was like a three-way team, uh, three-way trade, right? Uh, I don't remember the exact details. All I remember it was they traded the pick for La- that became Vasilevsky for Kyle yeah, Quincy. Ken Holland, ladies and gentlemen. Um, so this is <laughs> these are his career stats, by the way. Um, that's true. So he's played 372 regular season games, 237 uh, wins, which is insane. His career save percentage is 920. Uh, now, let me quickly try and find his playoff numbers. Um, and yeah, obviously, he's got, is it just one Vesna so far? Um, yeah, unfortunately. Just one Vesna, which is, you know, fair, but I mean, not bad. These are his career playoff numbers 92 games played, 57, 32. Uh, and 32, sorry. So no overtime losses, which is funny. Uh, a career goals against average of 2.24, a 9.25 save percentage in the playoffs, um, which is insane. Oh my goodness gracious! So his his playoff career numbers are better than the regular season, <laughs> which is I'm pretty sure that's the case of like Braden Point. Yeah, he's got the Vesna Trophy. Mm. He's got two Stanley Cups. Okay, I think he'd be first ballot if he wins the third straight. Uh, I think he could retire right now. I, 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 I he could absolutely retire. If he wins the Conn Smythe. Because he yeah, he hasn't won it yet. Or yeah. did he win it the it was Hedman last year and yeah. then did he win it? Was, was it Braden Point? Hold on, hold on, hold on a minute. Uh, so Alex, just a question Conn for Smythe you. Wonders. With the Panthers being swept <sighs> and being shut out in an elimination game, mm-hmm. does it feel a little bit better that the no. Leafs did score in game seven? Against Vasilevsky. Oh, oh my sure. god. Okay, like, hold on. Wait, like uh, like this much. Like this much. Okay. Like literally <laughs> okay. this much. Yeah. Okay. Like see uh, how close my fingers are? Yeah, yeah. You see how close my fingers are? Mm-hmm. That's the amount I care. Okay. So, Vasilevsky won it last year, yeah. And then Hedman was the bubble. I remember okay. I was campaigning for Hedman that whole time, too. Um I remember that was when on- he was injured. Was that not when he was injured? Hedman? Did he win the Con Smythe when he was injured, or was that? I think last they all year? were. Everyone's well, no, just just, just but, don't forget it was he wasn't as bad as the like 2019, like because it, remember he was so hurt that he just couldn't. That was a big part why they lost to Columbus, but he was he was definitely dealing with something. Because was that. it last year where CJ reported in like Marchish that Edmund needed surgery in the summer, and then they literally won the cup? I wouldn't be surprised. <sighs> That's and crazy. he's That's he gets crazy. he's been getting better. Okay. So like here's the, the the funny thing. I was having a conversation with Will. Um, I love our playoff chats. 
and we were talking about sort of, you know, how, how Hedman, he mentioned to me how Hedman and uh, Stamkos were drafted in consecutive years, right? Which doesn't get talked about enough, which is insane, right? Uh, and how Hedman, because Dowdy and Carlson sort of had their fall-offs, uh, obviously Carlson's like just everything, that ankle, goodness gracious. But like Victor Hedman's probably the best defenseman since Nicholas Backstrom is the point that, um, that Will made to me. Lidstrom? Yes. Like Hedman's oh, the best okay. D we've had since Lidstrom. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, probably. I, I don't, I don't know. How is there anyone else? Is there any, like there's top tier guys who stayed really consistent, but not at this level, not at this level. Not He's been level. top tier. Don't how many, he, don't, yeah. How many guys, how many guys have um, been top tier consistently? For this long, Scotty Meyer. I don't know. Hmm? Chris Pronger, Scotty Meyer. Weber, I guess you can say Weber before the was, injuries. Yeah, you know, I see. Even his, I think, yeah, his last year, you could see it kind of falling, but then the playoffs sort of helped. Um, I'm trying to think. Like Suter, still kind of like that. I haven't looked at his big numbers in Dallas, but like the thing with them is those guys don't have the offensive side to their game that Hedman can contribute to. Mm-hmm. So it's it's really like even Yossi, it took a couple. It took until like the last two three years for Yossi to really turn into the offensive juggernaut he is. I'm trying to think maybe right now Kale McCarr, but McCarr is in his like what third or fourth year. So right, and he doesn't he hasn't won anything. Like he's even having Norris, which is weird. So I have two other examples. Yeah, <laughs> but I they're older ones. Okay, we'll and they her. did win together, which is great. Okay, Rob Blake and Ray Bork. Those were too long ago. Okay. Too long, um, too long ago. Would you add Pronger? Because he retired 20... Like, I mean, his last game was 2012. Uh, I still, I think I still like Hedman. No? I think I still okay. like Hedman. Yeah. I think Hedman's... I think that t- team overall is just ridiculous. Right. Everyone's again, counting Stamkos out. And then time and time and time and time and time again, man's back. Mm-hmm. You see, here's the thing. It's like sometimes you almost have to put the fancy numbers to the side and just gotta like. You remember that famous thing where Max Kellerman was saying the statistics said that Kawhi Leonard was a better big time shooter than Kobe Bryant, yeah. and it was like, okay, let's calm down here, dude. But right. you know, and smaller sample would, size, yeah, exactly. And people mm-hmm. and Stephen A's thing was like, okay, the moments like when Shaq fouled out famously, and then Kobe right. brought it home. Um, like sometimes you got to be like. Like, forget Stamkos and whatever his five-on-five production is. The man is a force of nature. 100%. And, and remember, like, the blood clots, the broken leg. The maid is a is – a, it's just special. And, like, hitting that third cup, I think there's a – you start having the debate where Vasilevsky will start ranking. Mm-hmm. You will have the debate of where Victor Hedman starts to go in the all-time greats. I don't know if Kucherov, Point, and Stammer end up on those – higher levels because I think it's much more difficult for forwards, but like Hedman and Vasilevsky are entering like Pantheon territory. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I like that word Pantheon. Sickening to me. It's crazy. It, it's crazy. I, and I guess we should get to Florida, but like my last point on <laughs> yeah. Tampa Bay and then you, and then we go to, and then you guys can keep going, but, and, and, you know, I, I noticed it during the, when they won uh, during their wins against Toronto I have never seen a team play the way 
Tampa Bay does. I don't mean stylistically. I mean the just the passion, the effort, the the will to win. You know, I, it pissed me off, and and I brought it up. We brought it up before, but when you know people were when the narrative crept in that oh they're tired and no they don't care like how this and that guys this isn't that's not it it's not it with this team i hope steven stamkos when he lifts the the cup just like i hope he doesn't interview with sportsnet and directly says elliot friedman like says something to him about that like what was elliot Elliot thinking saying that they're tired they're tired get out of here back to back cup champions i hate it so much 10 straight series wins oh it's i can't stand they're in this division because here's the thing i think palat's a question but hagel's back next year perry's Mm -hmm. back next year kucherov's back next year vasilevsky's back next year stan coast is back next year Braden point is back next year nick paul will probably somehow be back next year like Annoying. He's gonna take so a discount good. to stay with the team. He, literally, they're so good. I they're hate so it. Good. They're so good. Oh, it's just get out of the division. And Eiserman's just gonna build Detroit up, they're, and it's like, god damn it, get out of here. I he's think they're probably the, the most. They're probably the most. Like, I think they're. I'd say they're the best organization in the league. I, I think that's oh, yeah. In in in, in 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 every. Every facet, and they have the best coach. I, I'll stand by that forever. Yeah, drafting and developing, just go look. Like, uh, a lot was like a six round pick, unfair. Seven, seven, and seventh round, and he's yes. won like four hundred points. It bleh, consistent for like 15, 18 goal guy, forty point. Bleh, gross. Braden Point, and, third round pick. Oh um, yeah, and the Habs drafted Kucherov, end of the second. Oh, and just. Oh, it's sickening. And here's the thing. It's not just this stretch. Remember, they've been to a finals back in 2015? Yeah, 2015. 2015. A few conference final stuff in there as well. So it's just they've also been consistent going back to that. Right. It it, it is a model organization. Like, I think they've surpassed the Chicago and, like, the Chicago's. Oh, they're the best team in the cap era. Like, sorry, yeah. If they sorry, win three straight, sorry. like Sid hasn't done that. Sidney Crosby hasn't won three straight cups. Imagine uh, if that, they can do it. That's I and I think well, if you want to pit, pinpoint a specific team, I think last year's team is the, was the most skilled team in the Stanley Cup era. And it's not Stanley Cup in the salary, salary cap. cap era. Yeah. yeah, we had that. Yeah, bar down. That. Like I yep. won't. Like I'll debate that forever. Yeah. Uh, shout out to Corey Perry, by the way. 50 career playoff goals. We love you, man. Um, we all love him. Alex okay. It, it said something, by the way, when the opposing team's head coach says that you had more will to win. Uh, like in the play and the regular season, you hear that a lot, but hearing Andrew Burnett say that after game three. Okay, the Panthers. Um, First victory start. Sorry? Sending all our positive vibes to two friends of the show, Alex Baumgartner yeah. and Carter Verhage. I uh, I was talking a lot to Baumgartner this playoffs, um, and since since they got eliminated, I just I text him saying I'm sorry, man, and he said it's part of the business, and I haven't spoken mm-hmm. to him since because I want to give him the time. Um, and then but we'll I love the I love the man. We obviously do not know Kyle Verhage personally, but but he's still a friend of the show. He's a friend of the show. He shut people up this year. 
He shot people he up. Sure as hell did. I love Carter Rehage. Um, okay. The Panthers scored three goals in four four games here. Uh, they had one power play goal their entirety of their playoff run. They gave up a lot of picks um, to go get Giroux, to go get Ben Chirot, to go get Sam Reinhardt. Now, Reinhardt has some term on him, so that's not too horrible. Um, a lot of people have mentioned Verhage's extension kicks in. Alexander Barkov's extension kicks in. Uh, next year, I think, is when Hubert was up, but they have yep. another year, so you worry about that when that happens, I'd say. But, you know, you still have Barkov coming back and all that. There is wait still a, a core group there, right? Oh, yeah. There yeah. is just a wait a second, Adam. Are you telling me we're not going to talk about Jonathan Huberto for the next 12 months? <laughs> I, I don't want to do it. He had Thanks. the most assists by a winger. Hallelujah. Let's 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 Listen, not do it. I'm down. I, I made joke that he's coming to Montreal. I'm not believing that. I'm not going to be like, ah, he's coming every no, we're not going to, we're not going to. Listen, we're I, not going to spend 12 months talking about his unrestricted free agent contract. Listen, that he'll we're going to spend another 12 months saying whatever, every time, anytime Matthews just does something cool. Ah, but the playoff, I, I, I'm ready yeah. for that. I can't have that conversation. About well, how about Panthers, his 23 about, months? About, he, 20, oh, well, but in 23 months, his contract will be up. Oh, it's sickening. So, I hate like, it so much. we got to talk about it. Obviously. Oh, it's, it's just, you know, what I can't wait for, by the way, on Twitter. I know I'm not gonna no, no not say, gonna, it, say, uh, it, say no, it say it say no, it say it say it say no no you started the sentence no, say it, say what, it. what's been bothering me is the moment the Panthers fell on three nothing I said yeah. I know what Twitter's gonna be like what's Twitter gonna be like I was like I <laughs> if Tampa win the cup uh huh how quickly before we hear if the Leafs won Game Seven. <sighs> well, the, 2013 see, again. this is 2013 all over I, again I will personally. Slap every single one of them. I just, I, I want y'all to come, come to Guelph. Here. You buy tickets to the Guelph Nighthawks. You come to Sleeman Center. We'll do a lineup and I'll just slap every single it one of just them personally. <laughs> um, but going to the Panthers, right? Yeah. Okay. So they went for it. There was a rumor from a Tampa, I think it was a, it was a Tampa radio show. Probably. I've never heard of them saying that apparently some of the Panthers went out to, um, how do I say this, an establishment. Uh, Gentlemen's club. A strip I, club. I, okay, thank you. Thank you, Alex. <laughs> uh, I went to a strip club and to the, like, pulled a, a radula of Anika Stitson from the Nashville days. All right, that, that's uh-huh. what the accusations were. Apparently, they've been denied. Um, I thought it, people were saying it was before game three, which was a crap effort from the Panthers. Um, but some people were saying allegedly before game four, and they played a hell of a game in game four, to be honest with you. Um, but then Vasilevsky was just like, no. Hi. He was um, like, hello. Listen, there were a lot of reasons why the Panthers lost here. Um, you guys know that I nothing bothers me more than when you look off a shooter on the power play. Barkov just saw Aaron Ekblad for the first few games of that season and said, not today. <laughs> Um, Barkov just disappeared. The man who I heralded is the most complete player in the league for the past year. APB, where are you, buddy? I was um, genuinely stunned by that, by the way. Yeah, so was I. Yeah, yeah. The way he was, he didn't produce at all. Like that was really bad. It was. It just. It, I don't mean to rip on the Panthers too much here because I think, like, the Lightning had two goals called back. And they still outscored you two to none. One's an empty night, but they still lost. And you would, 
first off, the worst review I've ever seen for that net stuff. Oh, my God. But, like, I'm pretty sure Baumgartner pointed out to me, Palat didn't celebrate the goal, so he knew. Huberto <laughs> was right there. He knew. And then the broadcast was like, Huberto's got to keep playing. Whenever players see a puck go out of and hit the netting, everyone stops and does the hand raise thing. Everyone, so shut up. Um, listen, the Panthers... Game two was, I think, where they lost the series. Um, I think it was game two, yeah, when they had the last-minute goal from Ross Colton that came from the Kucherov pass. Um, but I, I, I don't think Burnett's back. Like, I, I like – we like Perry, but Corey Perry was one of the most outstanding Tampa Bay Lightning in this series. You can't have the skeleton of Corey Perry haunting you. I like the stuff with the power play too, even if it's an assistance job, it's just the Panthers and their effort in this series compared to last year against the lightning was unrecognizable to me. Different team. Yeah. Yeah. For me, it was, it was weird because I was, I was confident that they loaded up. They had the same core that they, they did, the blueprint that I thought they needed to get to the next level, like two things for me. Um, Sergei Bobrovsky was a lot more consistent this year. Yeah, that was a big thing for them. Um, every single section of that lineup was short up, um, and somehow they scored less. They w- didn't have the same effort that I expected, and it, it was weird to me that in a way they were they they, they regressed slightly. By giving up a lot more. It's like you get, I just look at the personnel they brought in too. Reinhardt, first time in the playoffs. Let's go. You look at, you, you look at, uh, sorry, Joe Thornton, who only played the one game, but in the locker room, that's guy who's, who's itching to get it, to get the, to get that, that first chance, right? Giroux, the commercial saying he only wants one. You look at Ben, big Ben Sherrod. Who lost to this Tampa Bay Lightning team in the finals? And you know who's going to be hungry, right? Not to mention, it's just Sam Bennett gets suspended in that series last year. Probably wants revenge. That whole team, a, a province, not a province, sorry, state. A state. A, a state rivalry. And they just popped. It, it is, I can only imagine the feeling there. There was so much with this team this year. I, I wonder what they do. Uh, because, again, I don't think Burnett's going to come back. I really hope they're smart with their next candidate. Because I know the... the I was trying to make a thing about I never want to mention SDP. Just so I didn't feel like we were stealing thoughts here. But but Steve Dangle sort of hinted that maybe they bring Quinville back. Imagine if they do that. Like, mm-hmm. someone's going to because the NHL. Um, but is it Barry? Is it John Tortorella? Because I just don't think Burnett, like nothing against Burnett, all credit to him this year. Mm-hmm. Amazing job. But maybe he's just not ready to handle this type of team in this side of high, it's like the playoffs against the Lightning, tough situation, but he just couldn't get it done, unfortunately. Yeah. I, I don't know. If, okay. Let me put it like this. Someone's going, obviously, I think 32, well, I'd say 30 coaches have their, are looking over their shoulder at Barry Trotz right now. 
Yes. Um, but if I'm the Panthers, I don't know if that's the guy I I bring in necessarily. Um, because I think he has like if I'm if if I'm Barry Trotz or if I'm looking at if I'm a general manager of an NHL team, I'm looking at a team like Winnipeg. I'm looking at a team like Las Vegas, where it's like if you if we give you Barry Trotz and he shores you up defensively, you are good forever. Mm-hmm. Um, I just I don't think that was necessarily the problem with um, with Florida this year. And I'm not saying to bring Andrew Brunette back. I, I'm not. I, I yeah, maybe I, I I guess you don't if you if you don't think he's the guy to get it done. Would it surprise me if they brought Joel Quenville back? Absolutely not. Because like you said, it's the NHL. I'm just not sure if Barry's Barry Trotz is is the right fit for the current construction of that roster. Just looking at some of their, their cat friendly stuff. So next year, guys coming back, Reinhardt, Barkov, Huberdo, Hornquist. Uh, Ryan, oh, sorry, not Reinhardt. Bennett. I already said Reinhardt. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Uh, Bennett, uh, Giroux's probably gone. Uh, Duclair will be back. Uh, Rehage's coming back. Obviously, Antoine Lundell will get better and better. So, the forward group, you still have your core there, which is all that matters. Uh, and then on D, Ekblad will be back. Pretty good player. Aaron, uh, Brandon Montour as well. Uh, Mackenzie Weger, who didn't have a great series, um, but he's talented. Uh, Gustav Forsling, who I forgot they got off of waivers. Yeah, solid, very solid for that. And Radko Gudas. Um, there are holes there. They're going to have to fill them. Um, and I don't really know if they can – they don't have the draft capital to maybe take a giant swing again next year. Um, but it's, it's a difficult job for Zito. But I think he's earned the benefit of the doubt with what he's done since he came into 100%. Florida. Yeah, I think of Duclair, Weinberg, Forsling, all these guys who they got on the cheap and they were able to produce really quickly, I think. It's just... Uh, the system's still there. Like, do you look, do you look at the team and, and uh, say, would you do, would you do any different, anything differently to that team? The roster itself? Yes. I don't think so. Okay. Is is it is the Ben Sherrod acquisition a bit too like? Can you say that's a bit hindsight? Uh, I, I like what he brings in the playoffs. Honestly, I do. Maybe the officiating was a bit different, but you know, and I know I'm I'm tough to Ben Sherrod, but they trusted him enough where he was on the top pairing for a good bit of time. But the roster, I mean, it was one. That, it was the deepest forward core in the league. Yeah, hundred percent. This year, yeah, hundred percent. It's just I, I just think it's it's a coaching thing. Obviously, well, listen. The big thing is whoever, if you're bringing in a new coach, it needs to be someone who I think needs to push Barkov and Huber those buttons, because like, listen, credit to to Zito did all he can. Uh, I think we need to be a bit harsh on the stars here, like we would be to the teams we cheer for. Him and Huber though were now Huber though I think in Game Four had a shot that I think McDonough had a stick on it, and it was just like. Like it was game three or four, and you're just thinking to yourself that that's just the series in a nutshell, almost. Um, but those two guys, maybe this is their wake up series because we thought that was their playing around against the Islanders a few years ago. But 
whoever they bring needs to be a guy who can say, you two are the big guns here. It's up to you if this team fails or not. Bobrovsky's tough because was he the reason they lost? Absolutely not. But it's very tough when you are the second best goalie in the series and you didn't necessarily steal a game, which you need a goalie to do, Um, especially against Vasilevsky. But then that contract is just an anchor. And then you just hope for Spencer Knight, but he's still so young. Um, There's a lot there with the Panthers. We're not going too, too deep here. Because I think maybe once he's recovered a bit, we get Baumgartner on uh, and just have a nice discussion about this, my man. Sure. Uh, because I still think that's a good team. I still believe in that core. Um, and I just, uh, listen, credit to them. I hope the fans can at least appreciate that they got around for the first time in their lifetimes. But now it's, it's that thing of there's expectations here. Doesn't matter the Florida and the way we're all dealing with the with well, with uh sorry the Tampa's in the way we all deal with the Lightning. You gotta learn to get over them now. They are the the the, the Bruins to the Hurricanes or 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 um the or, Bruins or Toronto. The Leafs. They're the freaking they're Tampa to Montreal or the Rangers mm-hmm. to them that it's been. They're just whatever. They're that they're the Penguins to the Capitals. That's what I was gonna use that one. Yeah, exactly. I like that one. It's just uh, or just you can the just Golden Knights to the to Sharks. Everyone. <laughs> yeah, Tampa to the Islanders, Tampa to Corey Tampa Perry to every, went Tampa, over there. Tampa to everyone. Tampa to just to the to the salary cap because he just does the <laughs> but Tampa does to the salary cap. It should really just go to jail for it. It's a felony actually, yeah. tax evasion or something like that. Um, but the Tampa Bay Lightning await the winners of the Carolina Hurricanes and uh, the New York Rangers. You when we start with this one, did you see that tweet that the Hurricanes put? Um yes. of the like a storm is coming to New York. And then what was it? The Empire State Building Twitter account just replied a sunny day and just like a, a lawn chair. On yeah, the it's side. just like, like they get, there's like a set, there's like a lawn chair set and only one of them is just toppled down, but it's a sunny day. So we are four games into this Carolina series, right? It's 2 2. Uh, I did not realize this. The Pan- not the Panthers, the Hurricanes haven't won a road game. That's in this series or the one against the Bruins. That's quite interesting. I don't know how you do that. Is I, last change that much of a hurdle? <laughs> what what's going on here? I I got no no idea. Here's what I like about this series. First off, Gerard Gallant and Tony D'Angelo going at it is my favorite thing ever. Uh, no quit in New York, unlike the Florida Panthers. Sorry, Baumgartner. I had to throw that in there. It was a joke I wrote down. I thought it was worth it. But a big thing in game three was the Rangers, the first few games of the series were very boring, very tight, very boxy, kind of like the way you'd expect the Hurricanes to play. Um, but in game three, the Rangers, I thought, actually got some space, and got some room to work with. And uh, by the way, I'll, I'll tell you this. That power play is low-key very good at puck movement. Like, that first unit can be just extremely fun to watch. Um, and the big thing is Shesterkin sort of found his legs again after he got pulled twice in that Penguin series. Since then, he has just been phenomenal. Not Vasilevsky good, but he's been damn good. He's been, he's been very, very good. I'm not entirely sure what's up with the uh, Carolina Hurricanes here. This is... It's a little confusing, um, but no quit in New York. I'd like to bring that up because, you know, we talk about Tampa Bay where because they have the taste of success, that's what's driving them. 
Whereas I think with the Rangers, I think we're at a point where, and, and I think uh, Mike would agree. And I think we've talked about this before. They're playing with house money now. Uh, mm-hmm. No one, I, I don't think, I think there's people who obviously expected them to beat the Penguins, but I don't, and I thought this series was going to be close. So it's just, I think they're playing with house money because no one expected them to make the playoffs this year. Then no one expected them to win a round this year. So I think for them, they're just playing with, with house money. And I think in a way going, um, going with the flow, it also helps when, when you have, again, the Vesna winner of this year that uh, again, I think we all can agree on how a, how a goalie can be very in, influential in the playoff series. And I think we are seeing that too with Igor Shosturkin. It's even like going to the road thing. It's not even just like a fluke or anything. Like Spassian Ajo's numbers are like looking into a distorted mirror. If you look at him on the road, I, I don't get it. It's like, is the garden that big of a, I just, I just well, is, not is, even just the, the energy. The, yeah. It leads them. Yeah. Both gardens, TD and uh, Madison square Garden. Okay. No offense to Boston, but no. Absolutely. Well, but they didn't win there either. That's my. That's the thing. That is true. That, right. No, like that's, that's the that's the confusing part. Like there's it's because no Carolina needs their needs that fan base. They need their bunch of jerks. Is like it's just it's that's fair enough. Well, they are jerks for not letting people outside of Carolina get tickets. Um, that, that wasn't mean talked enough enough, by the way. Uh, it, it's just like, do they just are they hoping that Colorado like get knocked out so then they can win in six against whoever for the rest of the way? Is is that the strategy here? Like, so Freddie Anderson's been skating a bit more. Yeah, first not practice. Auntie, not that Auntie Roth has been bad or anything, but I mean, I. I, I Figure it out, guys. It there. It's a different team on the road. I just don't know how you. There's again. There's no jet lag. You're not going to Colorado when there's the difference in the altitude and, and that. Like, what what are we doing here? Again, they need to win this series. If they're out in the second round again, just no more. No more excuses That's for the a, games. No more. I think they went into their bad habits again in Game Four. Um, they just didn't, they couldn't score anymore. Like Igor Sturkin has been a big factor for that, but it's just also the shot generations on how things kind of been. It just, it wasn't as tight as it was in the previous games and they were just exposed. And this was something I said before with Carolina, where we had that back and forth with them with Boston is that the old habits of the past have to be fixed here. And I think that there was just that slight regression we saw in game four. It's, it's exactly what happened in Boston, isn't it? Against that series, it was, it was you fell into Marchand's hands in TD Garden. Um, I, I just, listen, I, I don't know. I don't know what Rod, you know what Dougie Hamilton could fake? No, I'm kidding. Mm-hmm. But guys like Svechnikov haven't been sexy as they are in the regular season. We've got some sexy players, but in the playoffs, they're not sexy. Come on. They have so, you know, says they that a lot too. Who? The, when they, they use sexy as a thing. Um, it's um, Tim McAuliffe. Does he? Yeah, he says it a lot where it's like, yeah, we don't have a, like he, he described Kawhi Leonard as not being a sexy player because yeah. um, he just gets the job done, but he's not flashy. Oh, I wish we were done with the playoffs because that would have been the perfect transition to the Montreal segment, but I can't do that. Um, <laughs> oh, geez, uh, but uh, just pick it up, boy. Sorry we didn't spend as much time. It's just this is a bit of a boring series. I won't lie. 
Yeah, but I never, we never doubted New York. Never. I will say this is, is Mike talked a lot about some of the bigger guys having to step up. I thought Mika Zibanejad was looking really good last game. Uh, also, like, I think Andrew Kopp may have been, him and Vitrano may have been the best acquisitions of the trade deadline. Like, low key, the moment they showed up and put on a blue shirt, they've been looking great. I've been proven wrong. <laughs> what did you say? I, I said that those were not type of deals this type of team does to give assets for for expiring contracts because I said like this is just not their year yet. I I don't think you're wrong. I think that's hindsight now speaking, but I think if you looked at it at that time, I think that was, I don't know. That was my reaction too. You talked about house money, Alex. I wonder if internally, even if there were some players there that may think, Oh, this is great. You got to remember here. Who was on that team that made it to the finals and lost in 2014? Christopher. Chris Kreider. There may be another name in there. I don't think so, but that's a guy who remembers. Yeah. I only give him credit because I hate Chris Kreider, but he's been playing really well. The next yeah, captain, I'd say. I think that he's the last one. Like, I'm trying to look back on that team. Yeah, I know you tried because they, they sold off a lot of guys. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, Kreider almost got traded. Yeah, but I'm trying to think. That. Even Mark Stahl was gone here. I want to get their their roster up and just sort of look. It's it's a crazy turn. Not to mention Panarin's eager to get back there after this time in Chicago. How 100%. bad does that trade continue to look? By the way, we <laughs> never forget how bad that was. Okay, never so forget. I think that's uh, that might be it. Disc so yeah, rider. because Zibanejad was a few years later. Yeah. Strom must have been in the Islanders. Yeah. Goudreau obviously not. Cop obviously not. Vitrano probably not. Uh, I doubt Philip Cheadle was there. No, no, no. He's no, 22. No. He's 22. No. Oh, okay. Old uh, young man. Young man. Um, oh, he he would have been 50. He would have been 50. Reeves, no. Mott, <laughs> no. Capo, no. Lafreniere, no. I don't know who Lori Paginiemi is. Uh, Julian Gauthier, no. Dryden Hunt, no. McKegg, no. Jimmy Bronzinki, no. Tim Gett, no. Legends, Greg McKegg. Kev, Greg apparently. McKegg uh, Kevin Rooney, probably not. I don't think he's a lifelong Son ranger. of Mickey. Mickey is Mickey Rooney a real person? He was like an actor in the 30s, and then Nemeth, and then yeah, no, I think it's no, it's, it's that's everyone, gone. it's just Kreider, yeah, that's insane. Uh, but you do have the buyout histories of Lundquist, Girardi, and Brad Richards. So there you go, there's the team, and, <laughs> Shat- <laughs> and Shattenkirk, yes, but he, he wasn't there though, no, he wasn't there. But I'd love that three of the core guys from that finals team are still on the uh. Do they get still, a ring? Yeah, they're still there. It's just funny. Maybe. Maybe we'll think about it. Do they get a ring? That's what we're yes. all looking for here. Okay, to finish off, uh, well, not because we leave some stuff. Uh, okay, Battle of Alberta. Hope first yes. off, uh, Daniel. Yes, you were at game one. Game two. Game two. Game two. Sorry. Uh, so you were at game two. What was the experience like? It was okay. First of all, it was amazing. Uh, second, mm-hmm. and I, I was told by this by a lot of local Calgarians I know. Yes. That it is a different experience going to the Saddle Dome. I think that it's mm. loud, it's amazing, but it's. I think it is one of the oldest buildings that has never like Calgary hasn't changed it. Yeah, and it's weird. It's like a community feel to it. Like when because I sat in the two hundreds. Yeah, but it felt like I don't know. It, it kind of felt like I was in the one hundredth level because like there's not a lot of separation. Yeah, between it and. 
it was just weird to me because I think I'm used to a Leaf game where like there is the divisions and then, you know, you talk to the people you're with, but you'll have the small talk with maybe a few people around you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't really say for the Bell Center, but like for me, the Saddle Dome, people just wanted to talk. Like, you know, when you're taking pictures after the game, for example. Yeah. And security's telling you to leave. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah they, they weren't telling like people to leave. That's awesome. They, the Bell people, Center yeah. is bad at that. The Bell Center, like pushing people out. But yeah, like in general, it was great. Like everyone was talking. I was, I was called brother like fifty times by random <laughs> people. Um, Wait, like a like a Hulk Hogan or um, Macho Man Randy Savage brother? It was kind of like a Randy Savage one. It was a lot of older guys. I can't, I can't do the voice. I'm not even gonna try. <laughs> Where's the offense at, brother? Yeah, um, yeah, and then like it, it was nice. Like it was a really cool field. The only thing is, was I found really funny about the game. Yeah, is because it's only about like two and a half hours away from Edmonton. The chants were so disjointed; <laughs> it's hilarious. Because like I, I'll say, like 40 percent of the uh, Thai arena were Oilers jerseys. Yeah. So, like one chant after the other. Um, That's awesome. When the Oilers got came back, scored four goals in a row to make it five three. Um, everybody, like the Oilers fans, would go around the. Rose like high fiving everybody That's who wanted awesome. a high five, and it was it was really fun. It was just pretty deflating, to be honest. If you're a Calgary yeah. fan, um, I knew it was over from my own personal experience when Nikita Zadorov did not skate for that puck. Oh, and then Leon Tri- Drysaddle just came in and took it. Like it's over. So were you because it was in Calgary? Were you cheering for the the the, the Flames, or were you just kind of going uh, along with it? You know, I guess for safety reasons, I bought this Jerome McGinley retirement hat. I nice. realized that. It's a good idea. Thank you. And uh, yeah, I just sat in the crowd. But uh, it's funny in my mind, I'm a go team because I just was happy to be there. Yes. <laughs> but it was an amazing experience that I was happy to experience Western hockey. T- tell me, tell the listeners what you sent us about a former Calgary hitman, I think it was. Yes, so the Hitmen also play at the Saddle Dome, and they have all of their alumni posters everywhere. So I got to see one of uh, our boy Ryan Getzlaff. I was shocked oh. by that. Played for the Hitmen from 2001-2005, and he's arguably the greatest Hitman ever. Oh, I can imagine. That's not Bret Hart. Um, Are you silly? Because the second, um, I think, score on that, like, um, like in that organization is Andrew Ladd. Oh, yeah. was, it was fine. fine yeah, it was boy. fine. But not Ryan Getzlaff. But yeah, it was overall great experience. I, I really enjoyed it. Um, the fact that everything aligned with the for the Battle of Alberta, because like I was scared when that oh, yeah. game with Dallas went to uh, game seven. And someone was telling me like it was a lot louder for that series than it is for this one because there's just too much of a mix of fans in each arena. I imagine Jay Gottinger was giving you nightmares like he will the rest of the Calgary Flames for many years. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, or even just Dallas and that whole fan base and whole management team will are it, probably God. Will it be like uh, Demko and uh, Vegas? I'll never forget Mark Stone just going up to Demko and going like, oh, that was that was awesome, that was awesome man. Awesome, I don't know. <laughs> that was great. Mark Stone. I'll, I'll never get that mental image out of my head. No. Uh, do, 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 do. So, okay. First off, I just, I feel like such an idiot for saying that the flames are going to steamroll the Oilers and how Me too. 
how the flames just continue to let me, how my bracket just continues to let me down. Uh, there, there was that glimpse though, game two, they were winning three, one, and it was two quick goals in the first period. Oh yeah. It was game two was like a repeat of game one, one for yeah. a second. Uh, and then just, I, I don't know why the flames just can't defend in this series. Um, okay. I want to talk about last night's game first for a bit. It, it's going to be a little messy here, okay? But it's battleable bird. We got to get to everything here, okay? When, when my when okay, we got it out. Thank goodness, like like Mike Smith owes Ryan Nugent Hopkins like his entire contract, like the second year of that contract at least, because when Mike Smith allowed that goal. From what was it, 132 feet away? I could not stop laughing. Like, the, the t- Twitter was so funny because it was what did I just see? I think Will was gonna was was gonna just like explode of happiness. But then you know, Nugent Hopkins ruined everything for for us. But uh, how how does that goal go in? And Mike Smith is the better goalie in this series, and he was pulled in game one. Yeah, that's true. Um, what they showed. I don't know. They showed the stat. I think he's at an eight sixty four right now in this in against Edmonton, and oh apparently that God. was the case the entire season. Like, I don't know what's going on. Like, it's the best in the finals. That's that's insane. Those are Hutchinson numbers. That's Michael Hutchinson numbers right there. That that's Hayden uh, Prima. That's brutal. That's not good. That's very much not good enough. <laughs> Um, I, I like, I don't think that that's the reason there that's, that's the main reason they're losing this series, but like, but like, like I said before, like we were talking about before with, um, goaltending, goaltending can keep you in a series. And, and I think when it's one like this, where you know how offensive Edmonton's going to be, Mm -hmm having a good a decent uh, having an average goaltender I, I think is going to do you wonders and they don't have one right now they, he's he's brutal i thought in game 4 at least markstrom despite the quick goal, i don't think he was awful i think that there were a lot like that that hyman goal mm-hmm. where mcdavid was giving room in the middle of the ice that can't happen that like that that cannot happen no like it, you don't look like a Daryl Sutter coach team, but yeah, it's it's the thing of right now. Markstrom isn't stealing games, which you get eight sixty. How does that happen? How do you get? And like, listen, there were they were trading some big saves to start the game. Uh-huh. I want to give some genuine credit to right Mike Smith, by the way, just quickly, um, because let, let, no, listen, I know he has his gaffes. But I don't think they happen as often as people really say they do. I feel like they get blown up when they do. Like they happen more than any other goaltender. Let's say unless you play for New Jersey, then that's different. Um, But see, here's the thing that you notice a lot with Mike Smith, and he he reminds me of Carey Price in the way of he plays the puck. No, no, I know, I know. Like Mike Smith (laughs) plays the puck. Where are we going? Just hold on. Hold okay, on. go, go, go. Sorry. So here's the thing. Carey Price is, is really, really good at playing the puck, right? That's why you have to be really careful when you dump the puck in against the Canadians or you when he's healthy um, because he just breaks it up. You have to forecheck with a purpose is the way I put it. 
But the thing is, I don't think I ever see Carey Price throw a puck up the middle of the ice. <laughs> he only uses the boards. And this is what I said to Will. I'm like, this series, Mike Smith, he gives me anxiety watching him. If only you're an Oilers fan. An Oilers fan, yeah. But like, he was, he's very aggressive with playing the puck, and it has really messed up the Flames, I've noticed. Like, it, genuinely, he does not. It's been... He hasn't had a gaffe like he did in the series against the Kings. Mm-hmm. But I want to give credit to Mike Smith because we have, I think rightfully at times, ripped him mm-hmm. at his performances. Um, but I thought his pluck, his puck playing ability in this series has actually been very, very good. It's just what Will said to me when we were talking about this was, it's just sometimes he does it too often. Yeah. And he said, you, you know what, four out of five games in the fifth game, it's a complete cock up. And then that fifth game was against the Kings when he coughed up. It was a game one or two, but you know, I legit, I think Mike Smith has been a massive asset for the Oilers as the series series has gone on. I genuinely uh, think that. Are we going to redeem himself to a certain uh, extent? Are we going to have a Mike Smith debate again this summer? I mean, let's finish the series. First. Does he deserve a five-year contract? <laughs> let's let's see where he goes. Come on, I mean, hey he's guys, elig- he, he's, he's eligible. Exactly, he's eligible. <laughs> <laughs> he's almost there. He's um, almost there. But yeah, no, I like. I think Mike, I'm going to say it, guys. I'm going to say it. Mike Smith deserves a little bit of credit um, for yeah. being the better goaltender, I think, of the two. And I think I'll, there's other guys. Like, I think that team overall deserves credit because what I think they've been able to do that other teams, like I think let's look at Dallas, wasn't able to do. And it's very surprising, I think, to me, um, is they have gotten Calgary to – in a way change the way they play. Like that's not Dallas. I'm sorry. That's not Daryl Sutter Calgary. That does not look like that out there. Um, it, it looks like they're, tr- it looks like they're trying to keep up with the Edmonton Oilers instead yeah. of slowing them down. So Kachuk, Matthew, the one playing, um, made not that the one getting drunk. Uh, yeah, not, not the one the in the one. crowds. I can't wait for for game. Uh, I can't wait for game five. He's the highlight. That's why the, the Flames are losing right now. It's because they don't have Matthew there. Yeah. Uh, so you don't have Brady, Matthew. So anyway, Brady, Matthew, Matthew Kachuk said we're losing to the one guy quote, and that was to McDavid. Not true because Hyman's been really, really good. Drysaddle was Drysaddle. Evander Kane too, whatever. Um, I'm not talking about him. Can, can nice I just, if the media told the whole story of Evander Kane, but that's too difficult. Can I? Can I just say that he? The, I listen. He's gonna get paid this summer, and why yeah. is it gonna be the Philadelphia Flyers? Uh, no, no, it's <laughs> it's gonna be Edmonton. No, they're, I told you they're trading. You did, Harvey. yeah, yeah. yeah. Harvey and Barry, and the money's yeah, going yeah. that way. And, and, like and keeping Cody CC. I like it. Okay, man, he's been good. Yeah, he has been. I actually think Cody CC has been very good. I um, really felt like I knew this in Toronto. We've been uh, stop it. Let's like <laughs> let's. I'm amazed we've gone ever this say long. We, we've <laughs> gone this long and we haven't mentioned Connor McDavid. Okay, He's good. Listen, there. I, I said this with Mike, but considering this is the first time you guys have been on since the Alberta series started, was it bluff? Do we owe Connor an apology? Because <laughs> people were saying recency bias with the McDavid. Like reclaiming the crown of best player in the world, and I kind of wanted Wait, to. Send they were saying. I saw people saying recency bias, and what? I wanted to send them his hockey DB page to say I, what the oh, hell I, are you talking okay. about. That's interesting. I would have said recency bias with Matthews because that's the how whatever, but that's fine. Um, David is twenty five points in eleven games. No, he's, he's so the. Good. 
he's the best, like undisputed. He is undisputedly the most skilled player in. He's the best player in the NHL right now. He's not the greatest player in the NHL right now. That still goes to Sidney Crosby, but he is the best player in the NHL. I see it's so complicated cheering for the Oilers. Well, cause no, cause I'm, I'm cheering for the Flames because I want my good friend Will Baldwin, Calgary native. First goalie, first ever shirt when he was a kid was was the Blasty Flames jersey. I learned from him. Um, but like, there's a part of me that's like, I'm so happy to see McDavid going for it. a win away from the Final Four. But then I see a Vander Kane. I'm like, I, I don't. Uh, I just, I don't want it. I don't. I discussed this with a, a friend um, when I was in Calgary that uh, we were comparing it to the Buccaneers. That remember when Antonio Brown signs mm-hmm. there, but there's a big enough name and a lot of other, you know, high profile players on that team, like a Tom Brady, that people are just overlooking it at this point and just looking at the numbers. It's you can almost forget about Edmonton. You could say that about his time in San Jose, and they but they both ended up in really bad. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I've, I'm very, I'm well aware, and we've had the discussions on the podcast about Vander Kane. Not but a good person. The 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 amount of like surprise I've seen of his success. I get it. It's it's beyond what he's done before. But this shouldn't be a surprise. When we were talking about teams that were going to sign Evander Kane, it was the Edmonton Oilers because you place him next to Connor McDavid. What, what do you think he's going to do? This is the best player he's ever played with besides Leon Dreisaitl. See, this is where, where uh, Tippett and then Woodcroft nearly screwed Kane out of the paycheck because he, they weren't playing him with McDavid to start. And in this series, they've sort of gone to it. Um, which you kind of think, what were you doing? It was like when they, they started the Hyman on the third line. It was like, what are we doing here? Um, but like, like Kane definitely went there with the thought, I'm going to play with McDavid and I'm going to get a big contract again. And he needs it. Um, but like, you look at it, right? And um, I, 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 can't, I cannot stand Evander Kane. I do not care. Um, even if he punched me in the face, I would say it to his face. I honestly would. I, I feel so bad for the people around Evander Kane. I feel so bad that his kids are going to grow up and see all this stuff. Here's what, what really just annoys me is it's not a surprise that A, he's playing well, and B, since he's gotten to Edmonton, emphasis on since he got to Edmonton, he's been quiet because you know he has to be. Dan Milstein told him, listen, dude, you just got to shut up for six months, stay out, like stay in your home for six months or your apartment because you have to, no, I'm not going to go too much into it. Um, but I, I just, I hate it. But like, I, it's like, I'm looking at sort of the final teams. Tampa Bay is like, listen, they're just really, really good. And the worst thing that Kucherov did was call out the city that I love. Okay. But you know what? Like they're a good team. Those are decent people. I like Corey Perry. Okay. Those are decent folk. The Rangers, it's like, same thing. Like Chris Kreider, he didn't mean to hurt Price, you know? Well, it's still sure? tough for him. The Hurricanes, Kakanemi signed an offer sheet. I'm being petty, but it's like Tony D'Angelo. And then St. Louis, no one likes St. Louis right now because Bennington. So it's just like, if you want to be like pure happiness to win a series, it's basically just Colorado 
we're, we're Calgary right now. And the way it's looking, it's just going to be Colorado. Colorado. Yeah, uh, it's just, uh, it's, it's a sad state right now. It's a sad state. Very sad. Oh, yeah. And Markstrom got pulled in. Uh, in game three was really bad for Calgary because at one point the ball. shots were 20 to 7. Uh, Markstrom got pulled. Do you guys agree with, the, with how Lucic didn't get suspended? Because I agree with the fact that if Lucic had wanted to, Mike Smith would not be playing right now. What was the Daryl Sutter quote? Oh, he got charging? Imagine if he charged. Yeah, no, it's, it's Lucic. He would have, Smith yeah. would not be playing. Lucic right. would be suspended if he did. It's a, it's a penalty, but do you guys agree with not being, like, a, not going full suspension? Well, I think you look at it the same way with Kadri in a way. I think there's a lot, a lot of talk going on, and I think a lot of talk going on purely based off reputation and lack of watching what happened. Um, so yeah, I think I'd agree. You know, uh, you know who else we forgot to mention it. Uh, the Jacob mm. Truba hit on Max Domi. Oh yeah. What did you guys think of that? Because that's a divisive. Just- a lot of people are saying I know Domi was already falling, but it was still a brutal hit. Yeah, but do, do you think it's should he have been suspended? Uh, it's a tough question. It I knew is. it was. It was one game. Like I was thinking of Lucci Chu, like at least one game. It was, listen, if it was, obviously, I hate the idea that tall players can get away with hitting smaller players and concussing them. Like, I hate that. But true, but like, it's difficult when you're like looking at something frame for frame is one thing, but in full speed, I know Dom decision was going on about, ah, it's always this and that with Truba. I think this hit, and he's had some bad, like some truck hits this year. Um, but I, I think still like a, Endless, we have been very critical about certain hits that, like on this podcast. Mm-hmm. I didn't have a problem with it not being a suspension. I would think that you give it a penalty just because, like, listen, dude, there was uh, there was head contact, I'm pretty sure, on the hit. Mm-hmm. And there has to be some sort of repercussions for that. But I, I don't think he should have been suspended for it. And listen, mm, Jacob fair. Truba has committed some bad things on the ice. Oh, and again, talk about reputation. Uh, Again, I think that's definitely being heavily discussed in this um, conversation too. But I, I think I agree with you on the fact that it probably it's definitely not a suspension. Uh, the Leafs, Mark Giordano signs a two-year extension, eight hundred k per. Elliot Freeman indicated that apparently Giordano did take less originally; it was around a million dollars. So here's the thing with Giordano. Like, listen, he's old, yeah, um, but $800,000 for a defenseman who's that good and has worked so well. For a seventh or eighth defenseman, eight hundred k is good. Even if he's your third-pairing left defenseman, hypothetically. That's, a, that's, that's amazing. Yeah. Sweet. Wonderful. Home run I, deal. I, I, Home I run. just – can we stop being – so divisive on the most meaningless con. I get it. It's Mark Giordano. I'm, I, we talked about it with Kyle Clifford. We talked about it with Wayne Simmons. And now we're talking about with Mark Giordano. It's such a small amount of money for a team that has money falling out of its pockets at insane rates. Can we just cool? Great. 
and move on with our lives. Like have people not been happy about this. Well, it's got take a take a guess. At, I just want you to take a guess at what direction this this has gone in. Uh, old guy with another year, like Simmons. No, actually, surprisingly, not. Maybe. Oh, I was gonna assume that one. Yeah, or I've heard it, those ones. Or is it like a blocking Lillard Grin Sandine thing? That's ta- people- well, that's talked about, but then it gets in the discussion of Jake Muzzin, and that's like, guys, oh, what are we doing here? What? But that's not the. Well, you bring because now what you what you have is is Mark Giordano playing every night, and if you think he can, then you're blocking Sandine. Um, because then where does Sandine fit in the lineup? But that's not what we should offer. Sheet Sandine. Someone should offer Sheet Sandine. Yeah. Um. But (laughs) but what the conversation has magically become is it's become a GM thing. Like screw everybody. Honestly, screw everybody. Everybody do do besides or whatever the hell they're called, and the Lou ass kissers can can go hide in a closet. Wait, wait, I, I'm confused. What they're saying that this is the, the uh, well, like the, the people. No, no. There's the people on Dubis are people who love Dubis are like, well, you oh. know, look at he got got like got this deal, which because Mark Giordano definitely would have gotten more than a million dollars on the open market. NHL GMs are insane from Calgary, uh, definitely from Calgary. So it's like. Oh, cool. We got him at a discount. And it's like, it, we're praising Dubis. And then it's like the Lula Morello ass kissers are coming out and being, blah, 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 blah. maybe it doesn't matter. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, guys, like uh, before Lula Morello, no one was coming here. They were coming here to get paid and then go suntan and wherever the hell they wanted to. Like both of you are immensely wrong. I think this has been a, a massive overreaction to this signing. I think it's great that he signed, but like you said, this is going to be a sixth, seventh, eighth defenseman. Like, take it down a notch for the police. Guess what? If it doesn't work out in the age curve, like, listen, he's, I think he's an everyday NHL or still, and he's a damn good one. Yeah. Uh, if it doesn't work out, the Flames, I guarantee you, will take him back at that. If he 100%. didn't make as much money this year, he'd be a flame right now. A hundred percent. Deadline, they tried to get him. That was reported, but the money wasn't working. And if the flames don't want him, yeah. And if the flames don't want him, and he doesn't want to play, welcome to Roby Island. Like I don't know what we're doing here anymore. Like LTIR exists. Well, oh yeah, because he's an over thirty-five contracts. Yeah, it's a bit, it's a bit, it's a bit, it's a bit messy. But like, we'll figure it out. It's uh, yeah. (laughs) Jesus, I loved it. I love the signing. So do I. I called. I actually called it. I like to say I called it. I knew he was staying. the uh, The How home aspect, know? the home aspect, is too strong for these guys. Um. Okay. Beside that, um, Hab side of things. Mm-hmm. We're still waiting for Marty St. Louis. I heard yeah. it's coming. I heard it's yeah, coming. They, yeah. Yeah. This morning it coming. was reported, but nothing. Fine. Friend I'm, of the show, Darren Dreger. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Busy friend of the show. Yeah, I like Darren. I'd love to have him on. I'd talk to Darren Dreger. So would I. Um, but it's yeah. Um, ignore that. I have some names in the on the dock, just because um, they're for eventually when we look at Montreal's draft. But no, obviously, no. it's not important right now. If you if you listen for just the Habs, until next time, sorry, it didn't make the playoffs. It's, Nothing's it's, happened. Well, <laughs> hey, I where's love, Carey Price's knee at? Don't know. Don't What's know. happening with trading Weber? Don't know. Wait a second. An organization that historically has been quiet is quiet. It's oh. just 
like here's the thing you expect something's coming because of how messy the cap is for the canadians but Mm -hmm. it's just we're just waiting it's just we have there's an interview with kent hughes i'm listening to that's very fascinating it's a very i like him there's just a you can see the human like talks about some of the stuff with his kids and i I like him a lot um i kind of want them to draft his son Wow. I won't lie. Like we'll have that later, but as I put his, his son's name like first on. overall. No, no. <laughs> God, if they do, I, I think that might, I think that's, well, a, that's a fire. I'll go full Colorado. <laughs> I'll cut the cord then, but um, I want to trust me guys. I want to talk about my favorite team, but there's no news. There's also been some stuff around the league that we can quickly just touch on. Like, like, by the way, like why if okay, here's the thing. I really hope Kevin Weeks is the new GM in San Jose because apparently that's the thing is he he's a candidate and he better be the one to break it. Yeah. Hey there NHL fans. This That'd is, be uh, so funny. This this is Kevin Weeks reporting from the Shark Tank. I'm the GM and then he deletes his Twitter because he has to go and work. I I just that was weird. Tortorella is apparently a candidate in Philadelphia because of course he is. Course like he is. Well, what's happening? Who could have called? Like it's like, but it's like a perfect match, you know? Yeah, like the ruggedness, like, the just ah, what, old what style they coach, the outbursts. Hey, listen, bro, I'm oh, he, tell me he's not a for like oh, their he is history. More and Philadelphia and than any player on that roster, a hundred percent. Yeah, which is the percent. He'd love Kadri. I see. Oh, yeah. Here's the thing: I don't know if he would like Johnny Goudreau. No. That's that's a question I have, but I he'd like Nazem Kadri a lot. But oh, I, sure. I have a lot of questions about a lot of questions. But we'll see because he had a problem with Brian Dubinsky in Columbus, who also played like that rugged style. I mean, did, did he like Cam Atkinson? He'll have him back. I think so. Yeah. Did, did Cam Atkinson have a problem with no? Because I think Cam Atkinson has like his best best years there. Yeah, the that was the time where Columbus, like none of their first round picks were making it but for some reason like a david savard or a cam atkins in like the fourth and sixth rounds were making it do they want savard back <laughs> but atkinson is so good like really underrated good player but is he just makes a little too much money to move yeah but yeah. Uh, unless it's like hey Voracek, uno reverse like i'm just thinking are there any just random things that have been going on the last couple of days i don't think so but there's just been there's little nuggets that we haven't talked about because they're just not relevant because the playoffs are happening, but there've just been like these in these hockey, little nuggets in, in hockey. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, like just um, normally I would assume both of us are checking the puck empire stuff that Mike consistently spams oh, us. But I was I was actually on the score. Yeah. Um, like I'm just looking like ah oh, yeah Claude Giroux's not coming back no surprise Kevin Weeks I just don't get it Mark Savard. Maybe an option in Dallas, which is funny. Uh, they've also talked to Rick Tockett. Ooh. Funny. Well, yeah, because uh, I think Friedman mentioned that that's who they talked to around the All Star break. Oh. Um, when they were thinking of a coaching change, obviously they never went through with it. But I think that um, Tockett in Dallas, I think, would be an interesting, interesting fit. Guys. Yes. Adam. You know what's happening this week. The Guelph Nighthawks uh, season home opener. <laughs> okay, so you're, you're right, but that's not where I was, not where I was going with it. Mm-hmm. What is happening this week? Think about it. It's a big, big deal. Come on. We've talked about this franchise before. We It started Bizarre Adventures. Star Wars. 
Yeah. It's the 45th oh, anniversary. Kenobi. 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 Oh, Kenobi. it's at it's the 45th anniversary yes, of A New Hope. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's, it's funny. So it's, it's been like the last week or two have been a, the anniversary of a bunch of the films. Actually. Yeah, I remember they always came out in uh, March. No, May. They always came out in May because I uh, Revenge of the Sith was like one of my ele- elementary school birthday and then parties. Guess who? Nice. Wait, when's your birthday again? May 17th. Happy birthday. <laughs> uh, it's okay. Uh, Is that why you went to Calgary? Um, we kind of just worked within the long weekend to be honest. And I just wanted to like I just want to watch them. Yeah, just want to watch oh, wait, the game. The pictures you were saying were beautiful. Happy late birthday to Daniel. People tweet Thank Daniel. You. But I was gonna I was gonna ask because it yes. is the first two episodes of Kenobi are coming out this yes. week. Hype. Mm-hmm. Are we going to do a mini uh, Bizarre Adventures? Because we are going to need to fill some more time because we're going to be down to two sure. series probably next week. Yes, we are going to do one. Sure. Let's do no, it. we're not just one. We're going to do we're one. Do so the first two episodes are out. So we're going to talk about that. What and then is I'm assuming that? Then they're going to do two, three, four, five, then okay, six. Okay, okay. That's, week. that's May what? This uh, May 27th. That's when the first two episodes come out. Okay. On Friday. So I mean, we can do it when we them. normally record. It can just you be have a two yeah. day, You have two days to watch them. Okay, yeah. cool. You should come off. Fine. It's I'm not going to be here though. Oh yeah, I already told you guys this. I'm not going to be here the Wednesday after though. That's fine. That's going to be June first. That's you okay. Did, you did tell us that. Yes, I will yeah. be in Kingston. The people that's to that. interview Shane Wright. No, I knew. Uh, that. Yes. <laughs> Good. Ask him about your Raj Slavkowski. Oh, and you gosh. should all, yeah, no, yeah, exactly. Ask for your, uh, I can't say that. <laughs> I have to ask him, so Shane, are you, are you uh, excited to be a devil? <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then he's like, no, please. This oh, you've the- also been reading Grant McKaig. Oh, okay. Oh, stop it, Alex, please. Oh my God. He's so Lord bad. Almighty, that was bad. Oh, you were so great talking to scouts. So why you're not a scout anymore. Like it's, it's, he doesn't even ha- he doesn't even hide it. I don't want Savkovsky. I'd rather Namek or freaking Cooley. I don't want Savkovsky. I don't care if he fits with Caulfield. Get the best player available. It's Shane Wright. Forget. No, oh, no, not Shane Wright. oh okay. stop it. Okay, that's it. Thank you for listening. Uh, Habs draft preview coming soon. Probably like the episode before the draft, but we're looking at it now. God, I hate Grant McTagg so much. Yeah, I'll turn it on a positive note real quick. Oh, my. What's I nothing to do. I think everyone, well, by the time it comes out, maybe it'll be too late, but I think everyone should drive to Guelph for the Guelph Nighthawks season home opener against the Scarborough Shooting Stars. The and do you know why? Do you know why, though? Employee of the month. J. Cole will be playing basketball in Guelph, okay? okay? Are the tickets sold out? For no. people who don't know, who is J. Cole? A rapper, yes. very big, very, big very big rapper. So he played um, a professional basketball that. in Africa, and I cannot remember where. Daniel, do you happen to remember last year he played? Like, yeah, he also played another games. pro league. Yeah, yeah, uh, a few games, and then he stopped. But now he's coming to the CBL. Yeah, and Jalen Harris, Jalen Harris too. Yeah, that was yeah, that was, that was a surprise. Him. Jalen Brown, that's yeah, he's he's a little too good for the CB. Um, yeah, he's gonna see after the season. He told me. Oh, okay. He <laughs> might. Gonna, he might. Yeah. After they lose the Warriors uh, in the finals, <laughs> which is gonna happen. Mark my words. And uh, if you can't come on tomorrow, we. <laughs> <laughs> 
Finish it. Oh. Finish it. Uh, if you can't come tomorrow, the Nighthawks are playing the Niagara River Lions on May 31st. River so, Lions is cool. What was the Montreal team again? Civilians a, or something? Alliance. Wait, what That's... time's the game on the 31st? Uh, it's 7, 7 p.m. Okay. You should come. Wait, no, wait, I'm not going to be in golf. I'm in Kingston. What am I saying? Never mind. <laughs> well, then you should right. come tomorrow. All right. Then you should All come right. tomorrow. Okay, with that, we're, we're done. Yeah. Right, bye, guys. The last game's about to start, so... Check out the links. You've heard this before. I don't know how many. Wait, people you guys are watching the Avs game. I'm watching the CEBL season opener. <laughs>